Let's recap a wild weekend of games that started with a near-perfect one spoiled by the pitcher's catcher. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Pockets Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. There's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now, and this is my fifth season here with the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Locked On MLB Pods. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube or tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB or check out some of the other great shows of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team every single day? And if you listen to us every single day, uh, let me know. Uh, send me questions. Send me things you want me to talk about and include a hashtag. Where's that hashtag? There it is. Everyday Sully. Just want to know which my everyday listeners. It used to be everyday MLB, but apparently that was already a hashtag. And so I don't want to commandeer that. If there's already an everyday Sully hashtag, well, you what? I can't win every battle. Hey, this is the podcast where we drop. At the end of the weekend, we cover the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games, and it is right now Saturday morning I'm recording this, so I don't know what the heck is going to happen on on Saturday or on Sunday, but I do know the Friday games were terrific. The Friday afternoon game was Drew Smiley. Remember Drew Smiley? He's had an interesting career. He was once a top prospect in the Tigers organization, was so well regarded that he was the main chip in the trade that sent David Price from Tampa Bay to Detroit. Remember he was on Detroit for about an hour and a half? Anyway, I digress. Uh, Smiley has had a, a career where there's been ups, some downs. He's had a couple of fine seasons, won a World Series ring for his troubles as a starter for the 2021 Atlanta Braves. He's with Chicago this year, and he took a he had a perfect game going into the eighth inning in the game against Los Angeles, of which the Dodgers, who have been on a roll, just were getting, you know, thumped with a capital thumped. And there was a, a, a slow grounder to the mound. Smiley went for it, and catcher Jan Gomes went for it. And basically, Jan Gomes toppled over Smiley. The two of them kind of had a collision, causing an infield hit. That's how they ended a perfect game. Come on, you, you got to give Gomes an error on that. Practically tackled the the pitcher, but you know it was it was a legit infield hit. But and and you know you kind of want a perfect game to end with a a clean hit. You know, I remember there was, someone put on a clip on on Twitter of Brian Holman. I don't know if you know, remember Brian Holman was a pitcher for Seattle in the early 1990s. Was part of the Randy Johnson Mark Langston trade. And he took a perfect game to two outs in the ninth inning. And Ken Phelps of Oakland, Seinfeld fans remember Ken Phelps' name. Ken Phelps of Oakland hit a home run with two outs to spoil a perfect game. That's how you spoil a perfect game. A deep home run, not a little dribble in front of the, uh, 
in front of the uh, pitcher. But, hey, he pitched brilliant. He pitched seven and two-thirds innings, one hit, ten strikeouts. And, uh, you know, and, and the Cubs, who, you know, clobbered Oakland and then lost a few games to Los Angeles, you know, I get, you know, I called for David Ross's firing, and I still don't think he's a great manager. But you know, give them some credit. They're still you know, they're winning. They have a winning record. They've won twelve of their first nineteen games. That's not too bad. Hey, uh, do you know who really deserves some credit? And that is the Pittsburgh Pirates, who right now are on a five-game winning streak. They've won. They've won fourteen of their first twenty-one games. They doubled up the Reds. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, give the Pirates a lot of credit. You know, if you're going to be a surprise team, it helps your cause if you come out of the gate playing really well. So I wanted to give the Pirates a, a shout-out. By the way, I keep getting uh, Dan Roddix and several of my other Baltimore Orioles fans who listen to the show have been getting on me for not praising the Orioles, who are also off to a fine start, 12-7. and seven. And Adam Frazier got a walk-off hit, another walk-off hit for Baltimore. A two-to-one game, a well-pitched game for both of teams. But, uh, yeah, the Baltimore Orioles are, are hanging tight. Uh, I'm going to go over some of the – there were some wonderful pitching performances, but I do want to go over the fact that Tampa Bay is just – the two teams whose stadiums are hanging over the, the – the stadium issue has been hanging over baseball uh, had games to, games to remember yesterday. Uh, Oakland, who looks like they'll be playing a minor league stadium in, in – Las Vegas, this is their first game since learning that they're going to be skedaddling. And they let up four runs in the first inning. I felt like, oh, to Texas, who's in first place right now. And I just thought, oh, my God, what a what a horrific time this is going to be for the A's. But, hey, give the A's some credit. They didn't let the Rangers score after that four-run first. And Diaz hit a go-ahead home run in the ninth, and the A's won 5-4. to four. Watch them start with playing winning baseball in Oakland. Uh, but the, of course, the big game, the White Sox and the Rays. The Rays scored four in the first. They'll give the White Sox credit. Eloy Jimenez and company wound up, you know, taking a lead into the ninth inning. But then the Rays rallied, and a two-out, uh, it's a two-run walk-off home run by Brandon Lau, who I have to always look up to see if it's Lau or Low, and so do you. But uh, the Rays won again. They've won 17 out of 20 games, including a three-run rally in the ninth inning with a two-run walk-off come-from-behind home run. You know, we are in late April. There's still a lot of season to play. But if you have a stretch where you win 17 out of 20 games, I don't care if that's in April, May, June, July, August, or September, that's impressive. And boy, oh boy, they're putting some credit in their bank as the season goes on. But the talk of last night was about pitching. Obviously, I mentioned Drew Smiley, seven and two-thirds innings, took that perfect game into the eighth. Uh, Zach Galen threw seven shutout innings, two hit ball, 11 strikeouts, as Arizona shut out the San Diego Padres, nine nothing. And Shohei Otani had one of the, he struck out, he struck out 11 batters, got a hit for himself, only let up two hits and seven shot-out innings. He struck out the last six batters. Why couldn't he pitch the eighth? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the Angels won that game. Uh, I love, you know, we mentioned Drew Smiley, who's a bit of a reclamation project. Joey Lucchese hasn't pitched in 
a couple of years because of Tommy John surgery. I remember Joey Lucchese's name very clearly because I used to predict every single game the Padres were going to throw their first no-hitter. And I would try to say, on this day, Joey Lucchese is going to throw the first no-hitter in Padres history. I did that every single day for two seasons. And eventually I was right with Joe Musgrove. And I could say, yeah, you see, I called it. I wrote it for every, it was, a, it was, a, it got me a little bit of attention because it looked like I nailed the prediction when in actuality, I just did it for two years. Uh, oddly, Lucchese and Joe Musgrove, who would go on to throw that no hitter uh, for the San Diego Padres, were involved in the trade that sent them from San Diego to the Mets. But uh, Lucchese pitched great with all the injuries going on for the Mets to come on and have him go and throw seven shutout innings against San Francisco. And Pete Alonso got a big, huge home run. Uh, good, good for him. Good for good for the Mets for finding that reclamation project while Scherzer sits out and the uh, Verlander recovers. So anyway, great pitching going on. We're going to see what happens in today. All I got to say is, if you're a catcher for a pitcher who's throwing a no hitter, look out. Don't collide with them. All right, let's see what happens on Saturday's games. All right, let's talk a little bit about Pro Baseball GM. It's the coolest game you can play for simulating being a general manager of your own team, which I've been doing this sort of thing ever since I was a kid in the 80s playing this. And now no other version of it, not Stratomatic, not Pursue the Pen and Arbor, whatever it is. Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game I've ever played. And I've created my own team. They're the Honolulu Waves. We've had some rough patches like the Tides. We're starting to play well, and I get to control all aspects of the team, hiring and firing and moving around the coaches and the staff, managing the team finances, drafting players, scouting players, managing difficult personalities and injuries like I just went through. I had to make a couple of changes there. Got some divas on my team. You navigate my franchise through the ups and downs, and we're getting some ups right now. Maybe we are going to win. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play the go or play in a Zoom call. I'm not going to judge you. Locked on MLB listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. So to make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBaseballGM.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Okay, I'm recording this part on Sunday. The Saturday games have all ended actually some of the Sunday games have started so let's review a little bit of what happened hey uh let's let's be positive first and again I'm just saying this as the host of Locked On MLB not as a fan no one could ever accuse me of being a Yankee fan but you know it's good news for the Yankees if you're a Yankee fan if you are a Yankee fan by all means listen to Stacey Gotsoulias and the wonderful Locked On Yankee show uh they got another really good performance by Cole and it was this where I was really positive because he got through some early troubles and managed to wiggle out of it. Sometimes you're not going to have your super ace stuff, but you can still pull it out for a win, and he didn't let up a run pitching into the sixth inning. That's pretty good. It was a great back and forth here, a great classic pitcher's duel between Cole and Alec Manoa. And by the way, listen for our show on Tuesday that I'm going to do with Miller Thomas from Lockdown Diamondbacks. We're going to talk about ace pitchers, and we're talking about why ace pitchers are kind of sort of rare these days and everything like that. So keep an eye out as we're talking about aces because Alec Manoa also pitched like an ace. Neither pitcher deserved to lose that game. And fortunately to them, their bullpens wet the bed. And the uh, Volpe got a home run for the Yankees. Jansen got a home run for the 
uh, Toronto Blue Jays in the ninth inning, and DJ LeMahieu walked it off. It was a it, it was an important win for the Yankees. Anytime you're going up against one of your rivals, there you go. Um, and by the way, the uh, the Rays won yet another walk off game. Randy Rosarena got the walk off hit, and they have homered in. They've played what 21 games, and have homered in all 21 games. They're 18 and three, and, and the Whites. Talked have been playing them actually kind of tough, but it's a yet another walk-off victory. So hey, uh good for them. Um the, the two teams you gotta look out for. The Marlins swept the doubleheader against the Cleveland Guardians, including a game two, which ended just a bananas ending for it, where there was a little squibber by I think it was Quan, got a little squibber, and there was they tried to the catcher and the pitcher picked it up and tried to throw it to first. But no one was covering home, so the potential tying run in the bottom of the ninth scampered home, but they made a swipe tag, and they got him out, and they had to review it. It was a wild play to end the game. Look out for the Marlins, who, by the way, are have a winning record right now. They're above 500. And uh, look out in right now, as I'm recording this, the Twins are in first place by um, one game over Cleveland, and they're one game above 500. They're they're eleven and ten on a three game losing streak and somehow jumped into first place because the you know, the Guardians have lost seven of their last ten games. Nobody in the American League Central seems to want to win this division, uh, which is actually good news if you're a White Sox fan because the White Sox have started the season seven and fourteen. They've lost two thirds of their games, and are yet, you know, they are like two good weeks away from being in first place. So that's good news that you could start off so lousy. And the idea of, you know, getting it together is not, uh, is not out of the bag, but Hey, a couple of other teams. I mentioned the, the Marlins uh, who've won eight of their last 10 games and have climbed above 500. Hey, uh, you know how I say it's never the wrong time in the year to have a big winning streak. The Pittsburgh pirates have won their last six games. They're in second place. They have the right now. They have the second best record in the National League right now. Again, I don't see that lasting the whole year. But we're in late April. In a week or so, in a, in a week from tomorrow, it will be May. And the best way to have a surprise season is to pile up the positive months. And the Pirates have looked very good. The Pirates have gotten big hits. You know, they've not been blowing the doors off the dump, but they, you know, they got a two to one win yesterday. Hill pitched well. Uh, and and you know, they just got the moment, you know, they got the hits when they needed. You know, Swinsky got a big RBI double, and the Pirates are playing winning baseball. And so are, you know, they can't quite leapfrog the Brewers yet because, you know, the Brewers Rowdy Telez seems to homer at will against the Red Sox. It was a very good game between the Red Sox and the Brewers, but it was a 5-4 victory there. So, uh, you know, it, nobody wants to win the American League Central, and nobody wants to lose the National League Central. You notice I'm not pointing out the Cardinals at the top of that. Cardinals have dropped two in a row, you know, and at this point, they are seven games out of first place. Do I think the Cardinals are still going to win the division? Yeah, because I still think they're the most talented team. But remember, they have to make up a whole week now. 
And you'd rather be in a situation when you're building on a lead as opposed to trying to make up for lost time. And, you know, some of the other, some of the other interesting games, the Giants got off the mat, uh, big home run for Crawford in their victory against the Mets. Uh, the Orioles are on a big winning streak. The, the Orioles have won their last five games. You know, they're, they're right in the middle of things right now. They've got off to a fine start. And, you know, I, I, I was not expecting them to have a big year, even though they managed to raise their head above over 500 last year. Um, uh, they're, they're playing very, very well. And so give, give credit where credit is due. I try to give the A's credit for having, you know, making up for a four-run deficit early and winning the first game back from knowing they're going to be moving. Well, the Rangers just took them to the woodshed the other day. Dolis Garcia <laughs> drove in eight runs by himself. He had three home runs. And the final score was 18-3. to three, And for the fourth or fifth time, I've kind of lost count, the A's had to use a position player to pitch. It's now part of the strategy. It's no longer like a, a novelty. Like, all right, one infielder wants to pitch today. You know, the A's have lost 17 of their first 21 games and are moving to Vegas. Um, it's sad that this is the legacy of a team that had one of the greatest runs in the history of the American League. That twice in Oakland, they won three straight pennants. And they had four World Series titles. Four World Series. The Oakland A's have as many World Series as the Mets and the uh, Phillies combined. Or if you want to take some older time franchises, like, you know, the Cleveland, you know, Indians slash Guardians have won two World Series in their team history. And the A's have won four just in Oakland. It's sad that it's going to end this way. By the way, uh, I'm probably going to go to the final ever Oakland A's game in September. I should. Why not? Why not go there? Um, the Astros are, you know, Kyle Tucker, big home run, 6-3, to three, doubled up the uh, Braves. Uh, the, the Diamondbacks are still in first place, but that lead is starting to dwindle. Um, they lost a they lost a good pitcher's duel. It was, it was better than the the finals. Five to three was the final there. Um, Mariners and Cardinals had a five four game. But the, the game I want to talk about. Um, remember the beginning of the year when the Angels lost that game to the A's, and I said the Angels can't pile up dumb losses because they can't afford them. They can't afford dumb losses. You're going to lose games. Every team loses games. You can't pile up the dumb losses. And boy, oh boy, they didn't get dumber than they got on Saturday. The closer, Quijada, who's terrible. I have to rephrase that. Anybody in the major leagues is obviously an extraordinarily talented player. But it's not working out for him there. They handed him a two-run lead in the ninth inning. Hits the leadoff batter. Kansas City, Kansas City. It's not like the, you have a two-run lead at home against one of the worst teams in the American League. You have to hold that game. Hits the first batter. Roy, Royals get what looked to be a game-tying homer. And this is a game where Mike Trout got a go-ahead 
single at one point, another go-ahead home run at another point. Hunter Renfro, who has been a fantastic acquisition for the Angels, he's hit two home runs. So they have Otani, Trout, Renfro hitting two home runs. He hits the batter to start the rally. They wind up getting, uh, looks like a game-tying home run by the Royals that gets overturned. The replay showed it didn't clear the wall. So they get a reprieve from the governor. And then they still let the blue pit to tie it, load the bases again, and the pitcher Kayata, hits the batter with the bases loaded to send in the winning run, the go-ahead run. They add to where they let, they put up a five spot. The Royals put up a five spot on the road. Uh, I'm sorry. When, when Jeff Passan is giving out these articles saying that Otani is going to you know, file for free agents if he doesn't think he's going to win with the Angels, right there, I've shown you two losses right there, two dumb losses. And there have been other dumb losses that they had, but one dumb loss was to the A's. The other dumb loss was to the Royals. They're losing dumb games to some of the worst teams in baseball. You think Otani wants to stick around for this? Really? The Angels right now, yeah, it's early, but they're stumbling out of the gate. They're a losing team. They're a sub-500 team right now. There's a there's time to make up for matter, but you, you can't keep putting things in the debit column against some of the worst teams in baseball in games that you have in your hand if you have any fantasy about playing in October. It's a shame. But I, I, I don't see a scenario where Shohei Otani stays with his team. Why would he? Cubs are going to back up the Brinks truck. The Mets are going to back up the Brinks truck. The Yankees are going to back up the Brinks truck. Probably Seattle is going to back up the Brinks truck. And there will inevitably be some team out there that we're not even thinking about. The owners will say, screw it, let's go for Shohei Otani. Why would he stay with the Angels? What possible scenario? What Demon would have to, ironically, what demon would have to possess him to be an angel? I don't know. Neither do you, but you can't lose dumb games. But anyway, the Sunday game's already starting up, so we're going to get into that. But I, I, I want to see the angels do well. Not that I'm an angels fan, I'm a baseball fan. And I want October to feature Trout and Otani. We saw how exciting that was the World Baseball Classic. We saw it in March. I want to see it in October. Look me in the eye, Angel fans, and tell me that you think this team is going to be a wild card team. I'd love to be surprised. And there have been teams that got off to horrific starts. Hell, some of those recent World Series champions, whether it was uh, you know Washington in 2019, Atlanta in 2022 or 2021. I'm sorry, uh, last year Philadelphia and their 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 plotting start that they got. They didn't win the World Series, but at least they won the pennant. And we got to finally have the Bryce Harper game. Do we think that this team is going to do that? And they still play sloppy and they still play stupid. I'm sorry. Now is the time to fire Phil Nevin. If nothing else to say, hey, to shake the team up a little bit. This team is playing dead from the neck up baseball. They played that. They played stupidly in Boston. They played stupidly in Oakland. Like I can just off the top of my head think of three games where they just stupidly lost. And you flip those three stupid losses over, 
Again, every team is going to have a game where they lose. But you can't lose stupid games if you're on the outside looking in. You flip three of those games, then they're all of a sudden, what, they're they're 13-8. and eight. The Angels have to get a little bit of self-help. We all kind of need to do that. We all sometimes need to think about things that we have to, to improve our lives or do something new with our lives. And let me tell you something. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. I'm doing that all the time. I'm in my 50s, and I've changed my career two or three times. Because we're always growing and changing. I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. And you know what? Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or how we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who could take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And do you know what? I have used therapy in the past. It got me through some very bad times. Or, and sometimes it got me through some good times. And you need to have develop these coping skills to set up boundaries in your life and to empower you to try to be the best person you can be. Now, if you're trying to wonder if you should be doing therapy or starting therapy, do you want give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. What you do is you fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Hey, are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Guess what? You need to get the best-tasting protein bar ever built, and you got to try it. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got a great thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are amazing. They're healthy. They taste great. Seriously, they taste so great, you won't think they're good for you, but you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? For starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and they come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better, they're healthy, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't need to have to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. You can still do that, but you can now get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you get your specialty flavors still at Built.com. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four bucks of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. That's Built Bar. Go buy them or go order them. Built Bars. Built Bars. They're still good. All right, all the games are over for the weekend. And it's kind of amazing how sometimes things can start to correct themselves. Dodgers got off to a clunky start to their season, and they got clobbered in that near perfect weekend, but they won the next couple of games. Clayton Kershaw pitched well, let up only one earned run. Dodgers wound up being the Cubs 7-3, and, and look at after all of the people scratching their head over how the Dodgers are starting the season, after all the people look at how amazingly the Arizona Diamondbacks started the season, here we are. We still got a week left in April, 
and the Dodgers are tied for first place. In other words, sometimes things start to evolve the way you expect them to. And so, you know, the Dodgers are probably going to leapfrog the Diamondbacks, sorry, Miller Thomas, before this week is up. Now, the Mets, well, they've lost the last couple of games. Somehow, the Braves have also lost four games. Why? Four-game losing streak. The Astros have a four-game winning streak. And the Astros, who started out of the gate kind of stumbling and bumbling, well, they're now almost in first place. Things even themselves out. Now, one thing that I'm very, very happy to see is that Jacob deGrom, who looked injured in his last start, and I was like, oh, God, please, I don't want to be right about Jacob deGrom. He pitched great. He pitched terrific. It was against the A's, but still technically a Major League Baseball game. And with that, the Rangers are still in first place. And the only game, they they lost that first game to the A's, but they dust themselves off and won the series. And they did what you're supposed to do. They've won first the 14 of the first 21 games. But the Astros are coming on strong. And so eh, things have a way of working themselves out. The Cleveland and Minnesota both won. So apparently someone wants to win that division. But hey, a big surprise for the Red Sox, who were losing in the eighth inning. Turner hit a game-tying home run. And she hit a a, a, um, go-ahead home run. And then the Red Sox just kept going and going until, you know, eventually, uh, um, what's, his, what's his name? I forgot his name. Um, uh, uh, Yoshida, I just said his name. Yoshida hit a grand slam, which was his second home run of the inning. So the Red Sox took a losing in the eighth inning to blowing the doors off the dump against the Brewers. So you know, the Red Sox showed a little bit of metal going into a first-place team and walking away. They're a game above 500. I didn't think that was going to be the case. By the way, uh, you know, Clark Schmidt did not pitch well. Kevin Gosman did pitch well. The Yankees need another starting pitcher. Some are going to come back from injury, but I think they need to fill that hole because you're starting to see that that is getting in the way of them putting together a really big winning streak. They're now tied with the Toronto Blue Jays. The Rays just keep going. You know? They have played, what is it, 22 games. They've won 19 of them. This is a start. You have to go all the way back to the 19th century to see a start like this. And, yes, they've homered in every single game that they've played. We haven't seen that. I think we've seen that ever. So, and, uh, you know, kudos to the Giants, by the way, for rallying in the eighth inning to defeat the Mets. If the Mets had won that game, the Mets would have been in first place. And, the Angels got back-to-back-to-back home runs by Ward, uh, Trout, and Otani. And guess what? This time they held on. You see what happens? You win the games you're supposed to win. So there you go. Another fun weekend. This is a really fun week. If you're a sports fan, you have the NH, you know, the Stanley Cup final, uh, not finals, the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. The NBA playoffs are going on. They're all a lot of fun. And baseball is you know, it's uh, we're starting to see some really exciting games, and I love that stolen bases are back. I love that the games are fast-paced, and it's a lot of fun. But we're going to start the final week of April, okay? And at the end of next weekend, 
we can't say, hey, it's only April. Now, there's still a lot to go. But as I said, your first checkpoint is at the end of May. So fun weekend. Angels showed me a little something today. Red Sox showed me a lot of something today. And the Rays, well, let's just face it. They're playing on another level. Um, By the way, uh, I talked about the Pirates who are on an absolute tear. And the Orioles are as well. Eduardo Rodriguez of the Detroit Tigers was throwing a perfect game against the Orioles. The Orioles not only got a hit, not only wound up tying the game, but wound up winning on a wild pitch in extra innings. So the, you know, the Orioles have won six in a row. So they're, you know, trying to hold their own alongside the Tampa Bay Rays. And it's the Pittsburgh Pirates who are in first place all by themselves in the National League Central. If you want to hear more about that, listen to the show that I dropped on Sunday. I dropped one over the weekend where Ethan Smith of Locked on Pirates was my guest. And it's in your feed. If If you got this one, you got that one as well. And we talked all about the Pirates and the fact that they are the, right now, they have the best record in the National League. And they're playing very well and winning the games you're supposed to win. And they're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, tomorrow's show, uh, Miller Thomas is going to be back on. And we're going to be talking about ace pitcher contracts. Which pitchers who are superstar pitchers who signed big contracts have had the best deals unfold. And we went back like a decade to say, let's go back to see where we can actually take a step back and see a contract in its whole. So that, that was a fun conversation of a show that we've, already recorded that's going to be dropping on either tuesday or wednesday take a look at your feed depends on what the news looks like on tuesday all right well this has been our weekend wrap up uh follow us at locked on mlb pods on twitter and on instagram uh you can follow me i'm your pal sully with sully baseball on twitter sully baseball podcast on instagram reviewing a fun weekend of baseball games this has been the locked on mlb recap episode for monday april 24th 2023 i am your host paul francis sullivan please call me sully